So hi guys, welcome back to the Simple Threat Podcast. Hey. Um, today is part two of friendships. Mm-hmm. Um, would anyone like to open us up with a word of prayer? Elder Randall, would you like? All to? right. <laughs> Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for bringing us together again for another episode of the podcast. Um, thank you for just allowing us to be alive. Thank you for another day of life. And Kayana just had a birthday, so thank you for giving her another year of life. Praise thank God. Um, just please, please continue to allow this podcast to be used by you. And just please speak through us and just guide us and lead us. And please um, bless the ears of those who listen to it. And yeah, in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Okay, ladies, I know y'all probably have like a list of topics and everything. But I have wanted, like, before we jump into what you all have planned, like, there's an area that I had kind of wanted to touch on and get both of you all's opinion, if that's okay. That's perfectly fine. Perfect. Okay. (laughs) Okay, sis. All right. (laughs) Okay, so, like, the topic area I want to touch on is, like, being a good friend or friendly to people that, like, are bad for you. Mm. Yeah. And I'm going to give you all, like, a quick scenario actually wrote this down it's a very detailed it's hypothetical now a very detailed written down hypothetical situation if you all would give me 15 seconds i'm gonna go get the little paper i'm gonna be right back <clears throat> so you I'm ladies ready right yeah. it, huh yes ma'am all right yes ma'am but you, you <laughs> ladies ready for the scenario yeah Okay. There's a young man, let's just say he's around our age, 20 to 21 years old. His dad died when he was 17, and he went to go live with his granddaddy. His senior year of high school, his granddaddy had a stroke. Now, he was already high strung and had like a hard, tortured life, and the small pieces granddaddy could find in being active he no longer has because, you know, like he had a stroke and half of his body is paralyzed and now he's miserable. And to everybody else, including the grandson who grew close to his granddaddy through those hard and critical times, it seems like his main goal in life is to make everybody else's life hard. His grandson is trying to understand him and does and does a little bit, but the granddad is always seemingly trying to stir things up when he feels his grandson isn't loving him the way he should be. And the grandson really is doing his best or trying really hard to, but his actions are always deemed wrong or insufficient. Now, this young man is far from perfect, but he is in college trying to improve his life, and he loves his granddaddy. But whenever he goes to visit his granddad, the environment is so tense. The grandson gets depressed and starts to regress into bad habits and thought processes. 
Now, the grandson doesn't want to abandon his granddaddy, but he knows being around him really isn't good for either of them. What kind of advice would you give to this young man about being a good friend or friendly and being supportive to his granddaddy? Take your time, please. Please take your time. Well, for me, mm-hmm. like, you know, my relationship with my dad was kind of like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, like, you can try to, like, love a person all you want to, but if they don't accept the love, it's not much you can do, you know? Mm-hmm. But, like, it might be best to, like, distance yourself just a little bit if it's continually like causing you hurt and pain because God doesn't want us to like you know endure that and like of course no one wants to like you know really step away from like their family and stuff Mm mhm and like you, and like they don't have to step away. You could still like check in on them and everything, but like set certain boundaries so that they're protecting their their emotional and mental space. And sometimes like. Setting boundaries can, like, give people time to, like, see, like, maybe, you know, what they may have been doing in the situation, you know. I don't know, but that's kind of hard to answer that. But just from what I did, personally, like, I still check on my dad sometimes. But it's like, I just know that I can't, like, I can't have as close of a relationship with him that I may want to have because it'll be emotionally damaging for me. Yeah. I mean, I still love him, you know. I still want the best for him, but, you know, I can't keep allowing myself to be abused emotionally. You know? Um, This is super hard because when it comes to deciding whether or not, you know, you're going to live in peace or live in conflict, it's it's a super hard question. And I think Mm -hmm. for everyone, everyone has, you know, the what they're going to do. Um, everyone has the limit. Uh, God doesn't give you too much, you know, you're going to bail. And so he, he, this is for specific people. And so I have like a couple of options. And um, let me just read the Bible verse first. Okay. Um, so, and over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Colossians 3.14. Love is a giant thing 
and and love is also you know stepping away from people and and there is a time to do that now for those who step away you're good for those who want to stay and says you know i i have like i can't leave my 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 grandpa you know he's got a stroke and i feel bad you know if, if you have that feeling and you're willing to to live in conflict because there's two sides if you're willing to live in conflict there's some things that you need to do to keep yourself uh, from being toxic and from decaying and from going back. And here's some ways that you can do that if you choose to live in conflict. Because first thing God says, live in peace with all men if you can. And if you can't, you know, those are the two decisions. Okay, so to the options. First option is to get someone there with you. Don't be alone with your grandpa if you know he's going to yell at you, throw stuff at you, and just kind of talk down to you, and it hurts you, and, and, and you don't know. Get someone there with you because they'll help you in that moment. They'll, they're not going to fight. Don't let them argue with your grandpa. No, but they're there to build you up. When, you, like, when you're frustrated and you said, I, you know, I can't just I, just, I just need a minute, that person will take over and says, okay, I'll bring the food to your grandpa or something like that. So don't. So get someone to be there with you. Um, second thing, fill yourself up with love. Like, I mean, like, intentionally be in the world because that, if you're filled, I mean, think of Jesus. You know how much negative people he was around daily telling him that you're not the son of God, that you don't know what you're doing, that you're disobeying the law. And you know how much, you know, especially in, in the beginning when he was first going through trials, you know, he went into the wilderness. And he was tempted with, hey, I need food, I have, like, bodily needs, I, I need to do this, and I, I don't have anyone to help me. He was in difficult situations, and in that moment, he prayed. He was there with God. He was, like, full-on, God, it's just you and me. And he got through it, not because he, on his strength, but because he had God with him the whole time. So fill yourself up with love, really get serious in your relationship with God, and I'm pretty sure you can walk through that uh, conflict life it won't be easy but you know you got it so uh yo those, those are my uh two options for you right there okay well i'm sure that young man appreciates the input um you all can go onward with what you had planned. Okay. So, another question. Um, and this is, this is funny because it kind of ties in with what you said, Emmanuel. Um, but kind of not. But kind of, yes. Okay, anyways. What are some things that can destroy friendships? That can do what? Destroy friendships. Destroy friendship mm-hmm. or make friendships toxic. Competing. Like, mm-hmm. if your friend is competing with you, and it's not like just a friendly competition, it's like, like everything, like. They compete with you about being right or wrong. They compete with you like, oh, you have that. That's better than mine. Oh, you know. 
I'm just like, yeah, competing and jealousy. Those are toxic. Because then, like, it prevents you. Well, it can prevent you from being yourself if you allow it to keep going. Um, not being trustworthy. Like, you can't confide in them. And without them going and, like, telling somebody about, like, what you talk to them about or, you know, something like that. Yeah. Um. A lack of boundaries. No boundaries. Mm-hmm. Because if you really don't have boundaries, I don't feel like there can be respect for real. And going back to that young man and like his granddaddy, I know him. I know him. And like some of this stuff, like like the granddaddy will call the grandson like while he's in class and like granddaddy, I told you I have class right now. I'm in class. He's like, Oh Emmanuel, I just it's me, by the way. This is a situation about me. Like, oh Emmanuel, I, I just wanted to talk. Well, Grant, can we talk later? He's like, No. And then like you know how when you call somebody and you call each other like at the same time, like the it'll go straight to voicemail sometimes. Like that'll happen. And then you get calls back to back to back. It's like Emmanuel, I call the fire department. I'm like, why would you call the fire department? Over me missing a call. And it's like, mm-mm. There's no boundaries. And I feel like that's kind of my fault a little bit. Because that was like a very like trying time for real. And I was scared. Didn't want to lose my well, it's actually my grandma, it's not my granddaddy. I was trying to pull a little sneaky sneak, but it's it's actually my grandma. Yeah. And I was scared, you know, I love my grandma. So I wanted to do like everything for her and like giving up like everything, like people start to take advantage of you. Like if there's no boundaries and like, even though I know my grandma loves me and stuff, I don't feel like she respects like my feelings and like my opinions and stuff for real and set boundaries. Of course, I still love my grandma. I respect her, you know, the best I can. You know, sometimes I get a little angry and I walk off and, but I apologize, and, you know. But yeah, I like a boundaries that can really make a friendship not like a bad situation, not healthy situation. Man. What about you, Kayana? What you think? Um. Well, I was thinking of integrity, but I just another question popped in my, to, into my mind. You know, how would you set up? healthy boundaries uh, in these relationships, in friendships, you know, 
have to do that because I know I know I get uncomfortable. Like I'm not a conflict person. I hate conflict. But one mm-hmm. of my friends who was super good at conflict, I don't know how he was so good. Um, he kind of taught me that conflict is actually good. Like it actually improves your relationship. So I was like, oh okay. Um, so how do you make it good? How do you make it positive? And he said, just it's all about communication, you know. And uh, I had one conflict later on. And it went great. I'm happy. I'm grooving. But how would you, I mean, are those boundaries? Is, is How would you make boundaries in a friendship or relationship that you're not necessarily comfortable with? Like, I did it with my best friend. So it was, it was easy to make those boundaries. But I never did it with anyone else. Like, how do you set those boundaries, or how do you know what they are? Good question. Both. Both? Um, <clears throat> that comes along with, like, knowing yourself, kind of. Like, your boundaries, knowing... Knowing the space that you need to be able to take care of yourself physically, emotionally, and like you know, spiritually. Because if somebody is preventing you from growing in any of those three ways, then that's where a boundary needs to be set. And how you go about doing that, um, like you said, communication, like. If it's a good friend and they fit the description of what we have, um, you know, said a good friend is, then they should be able to understand that. So you should feel comfortable expressing that to them and saying, hey, like, this is, like, not good for me. Like, you know, and I still, like, it's not that I don't want you, like, as a part of my life. And I'm not trying to, like, cut you out, but I need this for me, you know. Because ultimately, I mean, you have to take care of yourself. You can't be there for anyone else if you're not taking care of yourself, you know? Yeah. Manual? I mean, I agree. It's... Like, you really, I understand, like, the not being confrontational and everything aspect. Mm -hmm. Because I don't feel like I'm a confrontational person. But at the same time, if something's bothering me, like, you got to, like, your palms really can't be sweaty. You can't be shaking. I mean, you got to speak up for yourself. And like Tony said, if that's, like, that person has a respect for you, they're going to listen to you. And if they don't want to listen to you, then that means they don't want to be in a relationship with you or be a good friend. So, I mean, I'll see you later, partner, I guess. I mean, I'll see you later. Because, you know, we have to, like, there has to be a mutual respect here for real. So, I completely, completely agree with what Tony just said. Because a person that's not respecting your boundaries is pretty much... Like Emmanuel said, like taking advantage or like using, you know. Yeah. 
I okay, okay. So uh okay. So yes, I completely agree with you guys. I completely agree. Right, what were you gonna say? Like what was that but I I what was that? <laughs> like what were you about to say? <laughs> <laughs> because this is one I struggle with. Um so I mean yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna stutter a lot. So I'm an introvert and mm-hmm. I hate conflict and I have a hard time on letting people go and I love easily. I think that's one of the reasons why I have a hard time with letting people go. So, um, and I'm not really, I don't really like miss friends, but it just happens that I'm in a giant social environment usually and friends just come. So when it comes to filtering my friends, I just filter it by who I'm spending the most time with. Um, And that's kind of how I kind of choose my friends. But there are friends that, do push my boundaries a little bit like okay let's stay out two more hours you know it's not that late you can drive home it'll be fine we'll be done by 10 um or you know just eat one more food and you know we'll go you know but you gotta finish eating i'm just like i don't want to eat anymore they're like no no just, just finish you know i mean i'm just making up situations but you know it's it's those little things um that kind of you know i say no but they say yes and i give in um, and then other times it's like full flat on, you know, Kiana, your opinion does not matter at this moment. Um, mm. And uh, well, you said what doesn't matter? Uh, my opinions don't matter. And so, huh? <laughs> girl. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, in in those situations, talking to me as a person who it's hard for me to let go of people that I love, you know what? what should I do? Because <laughs> I don't, I, it's, it's, cutting people off is, is not something that I literally say, hey guys, if you don't want them in my life, then you cut them off. Okay, what do you mean by cut them off? Um, not talk to people anymore. You know, say hi. Okay. But you know, just don't reach out. Like, I'm not going to, if I happen to see you, I will say hi. And that's how to cut them off. But you're not really cutting them off, if that's the case. True. You know? True. I guess, this, yeah, this world's ways. True. True. You're not really cutting them off. But can you ask the question again? Because I, I feel like my brain kind of, you know, uh, just drove everywhere. For, mm-hmm. for uh, putting boundaries in place and for knowing what boundaries you need to put in place, and then, as a result, if those people are not respecting that, then cutting them off. In in regards to that, me being me being a person that doesn't like conflict, and that it's hard for me to let go of people I love. Not just anyone, but let let go of people I love. Um, so what would you say to me when it comes to boundaries and letting people go? Well. Speaking up isn't being mean. Like, that's loving yourself. And, see, one way I see it, because, like, it's hard for me. It was, like, it was hard for me to do that, too. It still kind of is. I'm still learning how to do it. But, like, the thing is, like, the Bible says to love others as you love yourself. So you have to be able to love yourself. You have to be able to expect your own, respect your own opinions and stuff. And 
respect how you feel. Like, okay, that's making me uncomfortable. I don't want to, you know what I'm saying? Like, if it's making you uncomfortable, don't do it. Don't let somebody try to make you be them. You are yourself. You are Kayana Lewis, okay? I don't know if you want me to say your last name on here. I might need to cut that out. <laughs> but you are Kayana, okay? You don't have to. You don't have to be anyone else. You know, if they want you to do something, if they say, "Okay, you need to eat this before we go," you eat it. <laughs> That's not me. <laughs> you eat it. I don't want to eat it. You know, but um, yeah. That and that's also like that's a part of intimate relationships, you know. Letting people, cause that's your boundaries is it kind of it's like a fence that's like indicating where your yard is. It's kind of indicating who you are, what you will and will not tolerate, and everything. And even God has boundaries. He says what he will and will not tolerate, you know? So, like, boundaries, it's okay. It's okay, you know? And it's not, if it's a problem, then they don't respect you. And so, you can love them as we should. We should love everybody. But if they don't respect you, then, like, that's not really a friendship for real. Anyway, you know, you're being a friend to them. They're not being a friend to you for real. If they don't respect you enough to allow you to be like, hey, like, I need, you know, chill out. <laughs> Relax, okay? You know. I hope I answered your question. Mm-hmm. You did. Okay, okay. Yeah. Tony just said everything I was about to say, Kiana. Okay. Yeah. You do know your appeal your opinions and your feelings matter, right? You yeah. do know that? Okay. They do. Yeah, they do. So and you have to let other people know that as well. So mm-hmm. yeah. Because you're very intelligent, okay? Mm-hmm. God didn't give you this mind so you can keep everything that you're thinking inside, okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speak up. Speak up. That's what you got to, you know, that's what you got this for, right here. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. So, that topic, where do you find good friends? Where? Mm -hmm. If you're seeking after God, right, and the places that you're going are glorifying God, then you can find good friends in those places, if that makes sense, what I'm trying to say. Y'all get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But can you can you clarify for, for the audience? Oh, okay. Right. There's an audience. Um <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so like, okay, so I'm seeking God first, right? So if I'm seeking God first, you might, you may not, well, not you may not, but you're not going to find me in like a club or like at a bar or other places that God probably doesn't want you to be at. You're not going to be in those places, you know? You might find me, you know, like Kayana, you said you like to go um, to bookstores. You might find me at a bookstore 
Um, you might find me. What's another place? PetSmart. Oh yeah, you might find me at you. You will find me at PetSmart. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, the library. Um, but yeah, at church, finding at church at different like extracurricular activities that you may be involved in. Um, like if you're in a choir, choir practice, that's a good place to make friends, you know. So just places that you're going, like places that you go on a regular basis is a good place to make friends because y'all already have something in common. Y'all are in the same place. Like there's a reason because y'all both share a similar interest, you know. So that's a good thing. And then like paying attention to like the fact that it's a positive place, you know, pay attention to that. But you know, I mean, you can't really, but you can't really, um, see everything just from that encounter. Cause like you see that and then you kind of have to feel them out too, you know, but yeah. Just when you're seeking God first, you'll find them in places where, you know, good places to be that are places that were will um enhance their growth, you know, and enhance their relationship with God. I agree. Going places where you can find people with similar values and interest kind of hanging around there. And also God will put, he'll place people in your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I agree. And also when you go to those places where, um, where there's like interest and there's a big possibility of them knowing God, he's probably set up for an outside event or something like that. Um, in that situation, it's through friends because not everyone who's at church is a real church person. Some might big be attending. So, um, yeah, big facts. <laughs> yeah. That Sabbath mask for real. <clears throat> can't tell. So yeah, really look big. Make sure don't just say, "Oh, look, we're carrying a Bible." That's my friend. Right. Um. Yeah. Do some. Do some searching. Um. Next question. What does positivity have to do with friendship? I feel like positive interactions with a person grows your friendship. Yeah. What do you mean, like positive interactions through like negative experiences? Yeah. Is that what you meant? I mean, everything positive. Like, um, their personality is positive. The interactions are positive. Um, positivity. Yeah. That's very important. You don't want to be around somebody that's negative all the time. I mean, somebody that's all... I mean, I kind of... I can be a little sad sometimes. But most of the time, I feel like I'm a positive person. I like cheering people up, making people giggle, you know, laugh, you know. 
But yeah, positivity. Like you want to be in a relationship with somebody that's positive and that can see the positive in situation. And in you as well. That's important because even when you don't see it in yourself, like that's the good part about having like positive friends. You know, they uplift you. Like those things that you may be insecure about or not so sure about or fearful about, like, they encourage you, you know? They're like, no, you're good. Like, you know, you're good. This is something that you're good at or, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's important. So no solemn friends? No emos or whatever we're called? Um... I mean, people can be, you know, some people can be, like, sad and still be positive. Yeah. Because they could be going through some stuff that are, that's causing them to be, like, depressed or sad, but they can still, it's like if they're choosing to dwell on the negativity, you know, or if they're trying to be positive, there's a difference. Gotcha. Okay. okay. Do you want to say anything? Yeah. Uh, I feel like you should kind of put out that positivity towards other people. So somebody that is feeling negative, I guess like like Tony was saying, like if you see somebody that's sad or even if they're not your friend you should try to like comfort them to a certain extent and try to you know uplift them yeah Yeah. that's all I had to say Mm -hmm. about that that's a good point I think positive is contagious if you have Mm -hmm. that, that positive friend even if you have two friends and one is positive, hey, you're going to be more positive by spending time with that person. I can, I have experience because Tony's my positive friend. She's, like, super bubbly. And every time I walk away from her, it's like I, I'm still, I just laugh in my car. I just, it's just radiating off of me. I go home and I still laugh. So, um, <laughs> so, um, I think positivity is crazy contagious. It's kind of like a yawn or, or I was going to say a snooze, but um, <laughs> I think it was coronavirus. Anyway. Uh-oh. Um, <laughs> yeah, we don't want those to be, no. <laughs> Maybe not. Not that. Yeah, no. Mm-mm. So um, positivity is crazy contagious. Um, so have positive friends, but don't be afraid to go share that positivity with that negative or non-positive person because hey they need contagious positivity too so rub off on them um what if someone has a lot of friends but they still feel lonely like they came home from a party or something like that and they and they will just they have a whole bunch of friends all over their phones and they're constantly being texted and called and facetimed but they they feel lonely what there's a lack of vulnerability. Go ahead. Okay. Because, like, one, like, 
some of the most, one of the most important part of a friendship is being seen. You know, so if you're not expressing like your emotions or feelings to your friends and stuff, and you don't feel like you can be open with them, then it's like just a surface friendship, like we were talking about before. So it's not really a friend for real. So it's like, yeah, we can have fun, but like now I'm back at home, back with my thoughts and my emotions and my feelings and all this stuff. And I don't have anyone to to tell it to, you know. So that that I mean that is lonely. My phone going off. Mm-mm. Okay. But um, yeah. I mean, I know because I was that person, you know, that had like friends that I would hang out with, and I'll go back to my room like. Dad, <laughs> like <laughs> you know, so like, but it, I wasn't vulnerable with them. But like, that's also the importance of having like good friends because I don't feel like I was able to be vulnerable with them. So yeah, I learned that because now I have good friends that I feel safe around, you know, that can be myself around, you know. I don't have to have, like, a mask or anything. I don't have to feel like I have to be a certain way, you know, for them to accept me. That's the thing. A good friend will accept you for who you are, where you are, and how you are. Yeah. Emmanuel. Um, I don't really know if I can speak on that because I've never been on, been like in that situation. I've never had like a lot of friends. I guess I've kind of been like the class clown, you know, jumping up and down in class and, you know, cutting up and, but like people actually talking to me and like texting me. That really, that didn't really happen for real. So I was like, like that loneliness was like in a different way for me. Yeah. But that was powerful what you just said, Tony. That was powerful. You need to be able to be vulnerable with people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm learning that too. That's that's a giant um, thing because I mean, hence our entire society. Everyone's trying to push forward to be seen. Hey, I'm the greatest. Hey, I'm good looking. Hey, I'm this and that. And so, um, you know, everyone's shoving to get there that they forget who they are and they forget how to express it if they don't have that ability to be vulnerable. So, um, mm-hmm. and, you know, have that space because, I mean, to have friends like that, they kind of have to feed into you. They kind of have to be there for you, kind of be selfless, kind of love. You know, they got to know something about being a friend. And, um, and if, you know, if you do all the steps, you know, you, you find a friend and you know how to not be toxic and all that stuff, you know, then you have a really good shot at not being lonely anymore. I mean, that's the good concept. You know, friendship. And no loneliness. So, um, so yeah, 
talk to people. Don't forget to speak up too. Okay. Um, so what if you are authentic? What if you aren't authentic around your friends? So you have this great friend and you know, you are vulnerable, you guys talk, hang out. This will be positive too. But uh, you're just not authentic. You're just not being around your friends. That's still kind of surface. That's more of an acquaintance. You think they just need to get deeper? Why are why are they not themselves? Mm, good question. <clears throat> I wish I put that in the thing. Um, <laughs> 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 I'll just you know I'll just read it. Um, why are they not authentic? Let's see. Maybe they're not confident in themselves, or or maybe they feel like if they've been they've had this friendship for so long, and that they've been fake all this time that they feel like you know maybe it's too late to show myself because I've been this one way the whole you know if I just change, what is the person gonna think of me? Well, maybe maybe that's it. Mm-hmm. I mean, they might feel betrayed, but if they really care about you, I feel like they would be open to that. But um, it's also important to not only, like, be vulnerable in a relationship, but be friends with somebody who is willing to be vulnerable as well. Because vulnerability, like, pulls out more vulnerability, you know? Like, so if one person's being vulnerable, then the other person feels comfortable to be vulnerable, too. But if the other person isn't being vulnerable, then it's like both of you are in a shell, you know? So, like, that's important to look for in a friend, too, somebody that's being vulnerable with you. Because then that'll start to, like, pull out that vulnerability, I guess, if that... Yeah, that makes sense. And I know that's like a very complicated situation. Like you've been around that person for so long and like that person has an opinion for you, an opinion of you. But you need to, like you need to learn how to live like your personal truth for real, and you need to stop comparing, like, your personal truth to, like, somebody else's, kind of like, Tony, what you were saying, somebody else's social mask, like, because if you, if you're doing that, if you're walking around being somebody else, like, you're probably not, like, a happy person, I don't think, Mm -mm. and I was actually reading this in a book by Dr. Phil called Self Matters. When he was talking about this, like, you need to learn that, like, who you are as an individual, like, you you matter. You're important. Your dreams, your values, all that matters. And, you know, just take a taking chance in being, if you want to continue a relationship with that person, 
just be vulnerable. That person probably has some stuff that they haven't been honest with you about as well. So that could probably grow the friendship as well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, mm. But go ahead. I, I was going to say, but in the case where they have been completely vulnerable with you and you've still been hiding away, Mm-hmm. then that's like that's probably not like a good friend for you because like not everyone is a even if they are a good friend it doesn't mean they're a good friend for you you know yeah. what do you mean like can you explain that a little more they're not a good friend for you um You mean like, is there a trust issue or? Who you are and who they are don't line up. Y'all don't have anything in common. You know, you may have, you may have been wanting to be a certain way. So you, you decided to make friends with somebody that was a certain way, but that's not really who you are. Mm-hmm. And so you're friends with them and they're a good friend person, but it's like, this isn't really who I am, so this, like, we don't have anything in common, you know? So, like, how are, you, how, are you, how are you really friends with somebody that you don't have anything in common with? Like, what do y'all bond over? I mean, you can be friends, but I mean, like, I don't know. Yeah, it's kind of complicated, but... Yeah. Mhm. Yeah, I. It is complicated. <laughs> and, uh, and being fake around a friend is not healthy for you or the friend or the friendship. It's just not not okay. But guess what? Second chances. And um, have some courage. You know, get some courage. The Bible freely gives it. Um, and then go and say, hey, you know, and, and even if you don't want to say it, be yourself around them. Because chances are, this is a good friend. They're not going to just leave you because you're acting different. Okay? And, and especially since, you know, you can't put up that front entirely. You know, you have to see something out. They know something of you. And so, you know, if that's all that's common among you guys, start with that. Start from scratch. Start it over and just say, hey, let's go do something I want to do for once. Or, hey, I've been wanting to say this. You know, I'm a lot more solemn than you think I am. You know, say, be authentic. Be who you are. Don't let someone's presence stop you from being who you are because yeah, that's not that's not okay. Um, you should be who you are 100% of the time. And if you don't know who you are, we'll check out other videos because we talk about it. If we have, we will. <laughs> but um, but yeah, it, it's, it's always a good time to start over. You know, don't feel stuck or don't feel like okay, you know, this person's not gonna like me. Let me just leave now. Let me just cut them off and just whoop. Uh, you know just go and say, hey, 
I want to do this. Or, hey, I feel like this. Be authentic. You got this. We support you. And go be yourself. Um, two more questions, and then we're done for tonight. Um, what is an example of a great friendship in the Bible? Um, I actually watched a video earlier about David and Jonathan. That's what I was going to say, but I didn't want to get the names wrong, so I ain't saying nothing. <laughs> yeah. But sorry, go ahead. Yeah, Jonathan and David and how Jonathan's daddy, what was it, King Saul? King mm-hmm. Saul, like, he didn't like David. And, like, there was a huge party. So I was like, where is where is David? Oh, Jonathan told Oh, you know, he, uh, <clears throat> like, because they kind of figured that, you know, Saul wanted to kill David because, you know, right. David was, like, the next in line to be king. So Saul was, he was like, where is David? I was like, David isn't here. So he picked up, like, a spear. He just threw it across. What are you doing? It's like, what? <laughs> why are you mad right now? And then they were, it's like, oh, okay. Like, there really is, like, a plot to kill David, who is my best friend. And, like, this is a problem because I love and care about him. And, Tony, you can go into more detail, but basically, was the question was, why is it a good relationship or what is a good example of a relationship? Um, I put example, but I mean, go ahead. Details. Go ahead. Go ahead. Tony, what you giggling at? What <laughs> you laughing at, Tony? <laughs> but yeah, like Jonathan sent David away, and he was supposed to give him a sign. If it's safe for you, I'm gonna shoot three arrows close to you. If it's not, I'm going to shoot him far away. And after, you know, Saul picked up the spear and, you know, had his temper tantrum and stuff. Like, Jonathan had to tell David. And like, the way that David and Jonathan like they reacted when they found out that David had to like go away because he wasn't safe anymore. Like they were crying and they were trying to comfort each other. That's just beautiful. That's beautiful to me. Bromance. Yeah. Bromance. Yeah. It's a different lesson. How sometimes like extremely trying times can build like the strongest relationships going through stuff together and trials. But go ahead, Tony. Oh, um, Ruth and Naomi, even though they were like, wasn't it like, um, mother-in-law and daughter-in-law more so than but you know this is like yeah um i'm not like leaving you so 
that's how that's happened, you know, when she was trying to, was it, who was trying to go back? It was Naomi that was trying to go back, right? What do you mean go back? Go back to, with, with Naomi? Because after, after I think her husband or somebody died, they were trying to go, she was trying to go back to the place same time, pretty much. And she told, um, she told her son's wives, because I think her son's died too. Mm-hmm. She told her son's wives to go find some other husband or whatever, pretty much. And this is like, uh, I'm gonna go with you. So, you know, it's like, no, go find another, um, you know, go find another husband. She's like, no, I'm not, I'm not leaving you. I'm not leaving you, okay? And, you know, they went along their merry way, you know, and then Boaz and the whole nine and her picking up the, you know, you know, I don't know the story in detail. I need to read it again. But, yeah, so, I mean, that's a good example of a good friendship, though, because she didn't just leave her. She's like, I'm not about to let you travel alone, you know. She really cared about her. That's a good example. Mm-hmm. That is a good Do you have another example? You know, when I wrote this, I said, you know, I'm just going to go with them because Kiana don't, she doesn't know any. <laughs> right. True. But, I appreciate your honesty. <laughs> but, um, but what pops into mind, I'm not sure if they were like, I think they were best friends, but, you know, they weren't always friendly. Um, but Jesus and the, and the 12 disciples, they were, you know, they were mm-hmm. the gang. But, um, squad, <laughs> you know, but, you know, it ended, you know, a little, some, you know, they had moments, they had the moments, but, um, mm-hmm. but, you know, that's, that's an example of a giant group friendship. If you guys, you know, you guys pulling clicks with like 15 people, that's a good example for you guys. <laughs> um, but yeah, I encourage you guys to go. I mean, I, I asked this question because I wanted you guys to go actually read about, not you guys, but our audience. To, to go actually read the Bible and, you know, check out these friendships, especially if you want uh, to know more and, you know, like, okay, can I study this? You can. Read First Samuel 20, 18, 19, and 20 uh, for Jonathan and David's um, friendship and then, you know, read the whole book of Ruth. Wait, yes, it's called Ruth. The book is Ruth. Yes. So yes. the whole book of Ruth. Because it has not the whole thing. whole thing. Because the whole thing deals with Naomi and, and Ruth. Also, you know, mm-hmm. romance clips if anyone wants to for Boaz. But um but yeah. Uh-huh. But, uh-huh. And then you know They were cute. They were cute. Oh they're like I, I <laughs> entirely I could I can make a sitcom on it. But anyways. Um, Do it. <laughs> I'm here for it. <laughs> and then uh Jesus and the disciples all throughout Matthew and Mike Luke. Uh, so go check them out as well. So read your Bibles, please. Last question for today is what should someone do if they have ruined their reputation and their friendship is ruined because of it or like distorted because of their bad reputation now? Can we get like an example? Because that's kind of, you know. Okay. <clears throat> yes. Um... So, there's this person, I, I, it just, you know, society has it, it's usually the girl ruining somewhat their reputation, I don't know, it's just, you know, that society, it's unfortunate, but I'm going to do that. 
Um, so this lady over here, she ruined her reputation. So now everyone, you know, when she walks down the street, let's say she's on, she's in college and she has a campus. And so she's walking down campus lanes and, you know, people just kind of stay away from her, but it's kind of like, oh, that's her, come you know, and so she kind of doesn't have a lot of friends anymore. And the friends that she did have was still her best friend. It was, you know, another girl and they were like, you know, blue. But now that she ruined her reputation and she's known as someone else because of her reputation, her friend's kind of like, oh, well, let's not hang out because if I hang out with you, I will also ruin my reputation. You know, what do you do in that situation? Because so much girls have fallen into that category of, hey, my reputation is ruined. You know, what should they do? Because now the, the friend list, the kind of the outcast in society, you know, what what goes on? Okay, for one, did they actually do it or was it a rumor? Uh, let's say that they feel some type of responsibility towards it. So, you know, you know how you know how rumors are exaggerated and then, you know, but it's kind of true, like mostly true, and then you got that exaggerated part. That's 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 what rumors are. I feel like a good friend would have understood better where they were coming from. But that depends on where their motive was when they did whatever they did, you know? Because, like, some people are just, like, hurt, you know? And they make bad decisions from based off of, like, the hurt that they have, you know? And I feel like a good friend would realize that and be like, hey, like, you know, we need to do better because this isn't good for you and stuff like that. And, like, not really care about what everybody else has to say because, they don't pay your bills. They don't put clothes on your backs. They don't feed you. So who cares? But um, if something that they did was bad and it's like a lifestyle that they're choosing to live, if it affects your character, then... I mean, I would say you would have to step away to an extent. Like, because you should still, like, like we were saying before, you shouldn't just disregard anyone for real. So even if the choice that they made wasn't the best and, like, the lifestyle that they're deciding to live isn't the best, I mean, you could still, when you see them, be like, hey, how are you, you know? Show them that somebody still cares about them. Don't make them feel like they're alone, even if, you know, their lifestyle doesn't match with how you want your lifestyle to be. You could still show love to them. But for that person, are you asking, like, what does that person do that's yeah. in the situation? Yeah. That's kind of hard to generalize the answer for that. You want me to make it more specific? Yeah. Okay. Um, so I won't call any names because I don't want anyone to get offended with these names. Like, what? Why do you use my name? So, um, I'm gonna say person A. Thing one, thing two. There oh. we go. I like that. I like that. <laughs> Doctor C. Um, so. <laughs> 
And so, thing one, right? She, mm-hmm. she, she's a good girl. She started off so good. And she's in college. You know, everyone's like, she's smart. She's intelligent. But uh, most common thing, she sleeps with somebody. She doesn't sleep with somebody. She sleeps with a couple people, including the couple people's boyfriends. And uh, so she's called a slut. And, you know, so now girls are like, oh, boyfriend stealer, or, you know, however they do that. And, you know, guys are like, you know what I mean? Let me just stay away from her because I want to be good with the other girls or something like that. Um, so, uh, yeah, more specific. <laughs> I mean, honestly, the guys will probably more so try to approach her, but just not for a good reason. Okay. I'm just, I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah, no. Because yeah. I, I, I've seen it. Um. Seek after God is the only thing I have to say for real, for real. That's hard. <laughs> That's hard to comment on that, cause that's a hard. I feel like that would be a hard situation to be in, because it all depends on why they did it. Why did they do it? Um, they were dealing with something. Maybe grief. Maybe daddy issues. Maybe mommy issues. You know. But emotionally, they felt like they should do it, and so they did. They probably, like, need to spend some time loving themselves and trying to heal from whatever background they had. Because if they don't heal from that, like, even if they decide, okay, I'm going to leave this school, it could just happen again, you know? So, like, it's probably best to, like, step back and work on, um, work on healing. And try to talk to somebody, maybe like a counselor or maybe a faculty member at that school that they would feel comfortable with because sometimes you need somebody else to point out that there's a problem and you won't necessarily realize that there's a problem because you don't know what they saw at home you know some people's family is a certain way and all that and so they think that it's okay and they don't know what's right and wrong. Yeah. But that's the best that I think because that, you know, I, yeah, I don't know. I agree with what Tony just said, like a time like that and like considering all the circumstances that you just specified, like sleeping with people's boyfriends and 
that's um that's like a lot of that's a lot of mess and to be honest like that's really a time like you need to sit down and like examine yourself and your personal truth i know you said that was like a brief moment maybe they were trying to deal with something but what it really sounds like is like they they might have like identity issues or like a damaged personal truth or something and that's they're confused yeah they're confused and like you were saying tony like if you don't deal with that damaged personal truth you could go somewhere else and that probably happen again and who knows it might be worse the next time yeah so <laughs> yeah that's really teacher somebody's husband not just boyfriend Mm-hmm. And that's how people get killed too, yeah. So, yeah. So that's really like a time, like you need to start building a relationship with yourself. Not really worry like about your relationships with other people like that much, because they're kind of like in shambles if I understood like what you were saying right. Like there is no relationship anymore. And it's gonna take like some time for other people to forgive you and everything. So yeah, just take like some time to forgive yourself, examine yourself, build a relationship with God. Like Tony said, maybe go to counseling. But um Yeah. Yeah. I have a Oh, I have like a little Bible verse that kind of goes along with that. It's Proverbs 29, 25. It says, it is dangerous to be concerned with what others think of you, but if you trust the Lord, you are safe. So at a certain point, you can start to feel ashamed too, because sometimes people do feel bad and they're like, well, you know. And they start to feel ashamed, but God will accept you regardless. Remember how God used a prostitute for his will? Rahab? Like, we're all sinners. Point blank, period. No sin is greater than the other. Everybody has sin, and God will accept you. Even if another person can't accept you, I mean, they have their own sins. That's, you know... Nobody's better than anybody. They're not better than you. You're not better than them. But just seek after God for real. I mean, because any and everybody without God will be doing some crazy stuff. Period. And sometimes still do crazy stuff with the relationship with God because we're still sinners. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just want to share that, babe. Mm-hmm. That's good. I think I think that gives a little hope. Um, I think it's important just to sum, sum this episode up. You know, um, don't care about what other people think of you. 
it, it, it matters what God thinks of you. And if you get that relationship with God, hey, you've got everything. And I know it's going to feel lonely. I know, you know, you're like, I want some human contact, you know, someone to really care about me. But if you're thinking that, you know, you probably need to spend more, just a little bit more time with God. Because with him, you are complete. I'm just going to say that again. With Jesus Christ, you are complete, meaning that you are in need of nothing. So, yeah, I mean, it's just, I mean, you have literally everything. And there's nothing that you're missing. So if you feel like you're missing something and you have Jesus Christ, then you probably need to get a little closer to him so you can see exactly what he's doing for you. Um, and, you know, friendships will come. It's that, it's that verse that says, keep you close to the kingdom of God and all these things will be added into you. So, yeah, just focus on God. If you want more positivity, if you want better friends, if you want to find a friend, if you're, if you're going through toxic friendships, stick with God. Stick to him like glue. And everything will work itself out. So, yeah. Amen. 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 Yeah, so um, closing prayer. Emmanuel, go ahead. Tony, you sure? Yeah, I'm so sure. Go ahead. Okay. Everybody bow your heads, close your eyes. Lord Jesus, thank you for assembling Team Triple Threat. Thank you for letting this be a blessed discussion. I pray that, you know, we articulated ourselves well. I pray that our discussion will bring people closer to you, Lord. And thank you for friends, God. Thank you for the relationship we're able to have with you, Lord. Thank you for, just thank you for everything, Lord. Thank you for waking us up. Thank you for having mercy. And um, I pray that you bless the audience. I pray that you bless Tony, Kayana, and their relationships with themselves, you, and the relationships with their friends. God, I pray that you help us choose the right friends. I pray that we put ourselves in the right environments and situations to make good, positive friends. And... Yeah, Lord, thank you for this discussion. I pray that you bless everybody that listened to this, everybody that didn't. Um, yeah, Lord, I pray that everybody that listens to this has a blessed day, a blessed week. In Jesus' name we pray, man. Amen. Amen. Well, stay tuned for the next episode. And yeah. Bye. Bye. Bye.